I know the leagues. I know the teams. I know these players. I know this wonderful game called football. It's time for Value Bet. Oh, this is when the cream rises to the top. This is when things get hot. The largest sports wagering angles you need to know. Stats, records, rankings, weather. If the goalpost is tilted just a little bit. Value Bet on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Value Bet. This is America's premier sports information program. Here's Jonathan Hill. What's up and welcome into Value Bet with me, Jonathan Hood, from the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Value Bet is a place you come for the best in college football plays for the weekend. Here we are in uh, October, and we've got four games that we will review. Also, we'll take a look at the best play. I guess the number for the National Football League as well, our buddy from Memphis, Gary Seegers from winningcureseverything.com is going to be with us. And, of course, Value Bet brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, download the DraftKings app and use the promo code WMVP. DraftKings is good to this show. They're a sponsor for Value Bet, especially if you're a college football fan. Boy, there's still, you know, it may not be the most marquee games, but there's always money-making opportunities. So check out DraftKings.com or download the app and use the promo code WMVP. And we call Gary Seegers. We're going to underway with our four-pack of games to look at for this weekend and also the NFL value bet. Brought to you by DraftKings and me, Jonathan Hood, right here. And there he is, the real king of Memphis. Gary Seegers joins us here. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Again, WinningCuresEverything.com. And you can follow Gary uh, on Twitter at Gary D, uh, Gary WCE. That's where you can find Gary. He joins us here on <laughs> Value Bet with Jonathan Hood. Hello, Gary. How are you, my friend? Everything going well, I would assume. I, You know what? Not bad. Not bad. Um, a decent college football Saturday, a little bit rougher NFL. But you know what? That's why God made the NBA. So, so I'm doing. You have got that right. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, I I turned that frown upside down with just opening week for the NBA. So I, I'm okay now. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun to get this thing going with the NBA. Eventually, we'll be in the dregs of it, and there'll just be a ton of games every, every night, and you can't, can't keep up with who's playing anymore and all that. But right now, uh, you know, we got an idea of who's playing. You know, I know that we've got all the the vaccine mandates and this and that, trying mm-hmm. to figure out who's going to play in which arena and whatnot. But uh, right now, we at least have an idea to start off with with who's actually playing in the NBA. There's no question about that. Uh, how was your football weekend last week? Last week, uh, I will say that it's very entertaining. It might not have been profitable, but uh-huh. <laughs> it was at least entertaining. And, uh, you know, sometimes we use those weekends as learning tools i figured out so if if i don't win on that weekend that's okay that's not that big a deal because uh because i can use it going forward take all the data points i can get to figure out exactly what these teams are here's what i love about gary i want i'm just gonna just break down the fourth wall here because i want people to know 
uh, Gary is in on it. He's one of those guys. And here's what I mean. He says, hey, hey, no big games uh, standing out this week, really, uh, other than the brand matchups. Now, Gary knows that every weekend is a money-making opportunity, but that is his way of saying, hey, listen, I'm going to fade the public here, so let's throw me a couple of softballs here. That's exactly what it does, Gary. I mean, every weekend, it may not be the biggest names, but you know there's money on the line on the weekend on a college football Saturday. Now, you are 100% right. Look, there are, there are a lot of DJs in the world, just like myself, who will actually be betting on UConn on Friday night against Tennessee State. So I, I can understand it. <laughs> There's always an opportunity. All right, here's let's take a look at a four-pack of games before we get to the NFL. Um, let's take care of the Midwest here in the covered wagons of the Midwest and take a look at Wisconsin and Purdue. Um, Wisconsin and Purdue, interesting matchup here. I have the over-under at... 40-and-a-half, Wisconsin's a three-point favorite. Purdue uh, knocks off Iowa, which surprised many, including my pockets. And Wisconsin came off of two easy wins uh, against Illinois and Army. What, how do you see this matchup with the Badgers and the Boilermakers? I like that you said that Wisconsin's win over Army was easy. Uh, they, they, they played around with an Army team that didn't have their, their starting quarterback, and let them hang around in the game and gave them an opportunity late in that game to win. I look at this game as, as the wrong team favorite. And I will tell you this, there are 70 plus percent of the bets that are in on Wisconsin this week. And for whatever reason, I have no idea. I understand Wisconsin has won 14 straight in this matchup. Purdue. If you look at the turnover margin alone, Wisconsin negative 11 on the year that is dead last in FBS. And Purdue is sitting at negative two, right? So they have they have gotten better about not making that critical mistake. Uh, you definitely saw it in the Iowa game for sure. But if you're just looking overall points, right? Points is what wins a football game. Wisconsin number sixty in net points per drive. Purdue number thirty one in net points per drive. What you've got here is a really good defense in Purdue against a really bad offense in Wisconsin, and you have a really good defense with Wisconsin against a meh offense with Purdue. I will take the meh offense with Purdue because I trust Jeff Brom to be able to put points on the board. And this this looks like the team favorite to me. My line actually had this Purdue favored by three. I, I'm going to continue to roll that way because I, I do not see if Wisconsin comes out and decides to play the way that we assumed that they would in the preseason, well, then that's one thing. But if they play the way that they have played thus far this season – uh, there is no doubt in my mind that Purdue is going to win this game, especially at home. UCLA takes on Oregon. The over-under is 60 and, a half, 60 and a half, and UCLA is a one-point favorite. Can you tell me, Gary, the ebb and flow of the week, where the money's been going with this? Because I saw this as high as two. I saw it originally as uh, maybe Oregon with a swing. How did this go all week? Do you know? So there was a lot of early money coming in on Oregon. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the numbers, that does make sense, right? Uh, or sorry, sir, a lot of money coming in on UCLA. And that's why the line moved from a pick over to two and a half points. Well, that has now dropped all the way back down because you've got a lot of buyback on Oregon. And I, I tend to agree with that. There's not a metric that you can find that would lead you to believe that Oregon should be favored in this game, which is kind of insane to think about considering this is the team that took out Ohio State earlier in the year but there's 
there's still a lot of questions about UCLA as well. I, I don't buy into this Chip Kelly narrative, uh, a revenge game, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, Oregon won this game by three last year. Oregon's only one and two against the spread against UCLA since 2017, but they were favored in all those. Oregon, 2-0 and straight up and against the spread the last two years as a dog. UCLA does not play well as a favorite. They just haven't. They're 3-7 and straight up, 2-8 and against the spread their last 10 as a home favorite. Uh, Oregon, you know, second game with Joe Moorhead back calling the plays. I think that's going to help. This is, this is an Oregon team that I feel like they got the win over uh, over Ohio State, and they figured out, oh, well, we can just kind of coach. We can't really do that because they are not that talented. Uh, they are more talented than anybody in the Pac-12, but they are not so much more talented that they won't get beat, and they figured that out against Stanford. I think this is kind of a get-right spot. I'm not going to play it. This will be one of my data points that I'll look at after, the, uh, after this weekend. I, I just want to see what happens. I, I believe that Oregon is the better football team. I think that they will win. But any any result here would not shock me. I think that Oregon should win this football game, but I ain't going to bet on it. All right. Um, Gary, let's take a look at Pittsburgh against Clemson. Boy, how the mighty have fallen. Pittsburgh's a three-point favorite. The over-under is 48. How do you see this matchup with the fighting Dabos against Pittsburgh? This, this is a perfect example of why we have to stop overvaluing brand names. If you just did a blind taste test on this, you just looked at the numbers blind, and Pittsburgh would be an eight-point favorite. There is no reason on earth why you should bet on Clemson right now. Just overall, uh, Pittsburgh has been insanely better. Pittsburgh's defense is actually better, numbers-wise, than Clemson's has been. And their offense is insanely better. Kenny Pickett is having a Heisman-worthy year, and I would have never believed that if you had told me that uh, before the season. just doesn't make sense. Uh, if you look at last season, yeah, it, it completely different teams. Clemson won this game 52-17. to 17. However, if you look at Pitt, just, just on a betting trend level, 7-0-1 against the spread their last eight as a favorite of four points or less. Uh, Pat Narduzzi knows what he's doing in spots like these. Pittsburgh is 8-2 and two against the spread in their last 10 games. Clemson has yet to cover this season. They are over. Uh, Clemson has not been a dog in the ACC since 2016, and while that might fire up some teams, uh, I don't think this team has the capability to get fired up, or at least not the capability to do anything about it. Pittsburgh is averaging .548 points per play. Clemson only .298, so Pittsburgh has nearly doubled them up in that regard. Uh, if you look at what I brought up before, points win ball games, net points per drive. Pittsburgh is number nine in the country. Clemson is number 59. And as far as offense goes, Clemson is number 119 in points per drive on offense. They cannot score points, and Pittsburgh can put them up in droves. So I am – this was one that I made on the Bet U.S. College Football Show. Mm-hmm. This one is, is all over Pittsburgh, it, and it wasn't just myself. All three of us looking at the numbers, looking at these teams, at, this is a Pittsburgh win, and I, I think that whole stadium is going to be fired up for this one. I, I fully believe biggest game in Pittsburgh and forever. They really believe they can win. And honestly, I will tell you right now, I think they absolutely should win. This is the better football team. USC takes on Notre Dame, a big game nationally and definitely around these parts here. Notre Dame's a seven-point favorite, the over-under 58 uh, in South Bend. So on the morning show I host with uh, David Kaplan, Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, we have Keyshawn Johnson on for a weekly hit. 
And we usually talk about the NFL. We talk about the Lakers, things that Keyshawn's interested in. But but Gary always hit him with the, hey, what about USC? He goes, I hope USC gets beat by 50. I can't stand them, right? This is Now, this is a, a <laughs> USC guy uh, through and through, but he just dislikes the program and the status of the program. And I go, you know, you know, Petro Papadakis, the color, he goes, I don't want to hear from him either. He goes, I don't care. I mean, so he's disgusted. And so oh, I mean, he, I mean, he uh, hates yeah, they, he hates his alma mater, Gary. I mean, that, that's just amazing to me. They have done a very poor job of reaching back out to to their lumps, right? The, the people that played for the program, they have not done a very good job of, of keeping them in the loop. And uh, and yeah, I can understand where he's coming from. I, I fully get it. I mean, it's. It, it's strange to see uh, the level to which USC has fallen. And now with that said, it's still got some really talented football players. And, and this line is sitting at seven. Uh, in some places, it's already come back down to six and a half. Notre Dame won this last in 2019, what, 30 to 27. USC four and two against the spread, their last six against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is number 50 in net points per drive. USC is number 74. I, I don't put a ton into that in this situation. My my question here is, I, I can't I can't possibly bet on either team in this spot. Now, if you just want to have some some fun with it, I think Notre Dame is the better football team, but I can't find any reason to take either one of these teams. USC has won seven straight uh, on the road, dating back to 2019. They've covered four straight on the road as well. Keaton Slovis is going to be the guy for USC. Notre Dame is number four in EPA per play against the pass, uh, that's expected points added. So basically uh, it's a metric that, that takes success rate and explosiveness and kind of puts it all into one big efficiency metric. And I I think so long as you can stop the pass, you can stop USC. But that also doesn't mean that Notre Dame will be able to score here. I think they should be able to, but they hadn't really given me any reason to believe that they can. You know, are, are we going to go with Jack Cohn? Are we going with Tyler Buckner? Mm-hmm. I, what is USC's motivation with their interim head coach, Dante Williams? I, I, this is a weird game, a very, very weird game. And, and I just talked about not overvaluing brand names. Well, in a game between two brand names, you can't really overvalue either one. So I, I don't know what to I, – I, let, let, me, let me get your opinion on this. Where, where would you go with it? Uh, so uh, you heard it here first. Gary likes USC plus seven and the over. <laughs> Because if you're going to him and haul like that, then I then that means that you don't know exactly. Here's why, even though I pour through the numbers and you pour through the numbers too, it's almost like in one of these rivalry games, you throw the numbers out and go, well, let's just see what happens. So clearly this is something I'm not playing. But if I were to play this, Gary, it would be USC plus seven. And I would take the over because this feels like a field goal game to me. Uh, even though USC has struggled to find an identity and Notre Dame, you know, they're going to do the quarterback shuffle, as you talked about. Uh, this is a rivalry game, and it's at Notre Dame. They've had classic games before. It would not surprise me if this game ends uh, seven points or fewer in Notre Dame. At the, the metrics, at, at least my number on this, is Notre Dame minus four and a half. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that it's all the way out at seven, I, yeah, I, I would lean USC, but I, I, at the most, I might put eat some money on it. I mean, there's no <laughs> way I'd make a big play on this because you can't trust either one of these teams right now, can you? No, you cannot. Um, 
Uh, I, I, that's how I would play it. I, and again, I would not play this game. I'll be watching. It'll be on screen number four in my hood cave. But I, I just, I just got this feeling it's going to be one of these kind of games where it's not necessarily a classic, but I think it goes over. And I think maybe uh, on the money line, Notre Dame probably wins the game. Um, but ultimately, I'm not better in this game. But it'll be interesting to watch. It, it will definitely be that. Again, what I mentioned before, some games are just data points. Yeah. And you got to know when to not bet them, right? So that's, that's definitely one of them that I, I do believe. Hey, by the way, what a strange weekend, right, as far as scheduling goes. Mm-hmm. The last games are, are the 6.30 p.m. Central games. Like, you've got a ton of them that, that kick off at that time, and you have only one late game, and that kicks off uh, basically 11 p.m. Central, and that's the Hawaii game. So if you're chasing late, uh, you're still going to have to wait a little bit before that game even kicks off. It, it really, really weird scheduling dynamics this week. There's a gap there. The, there is a wrap-up of the day in college football, and then the appetizer, or no, the dessert is Hawaii, if you're chasing, and I probably will be. Um, I probably will as well. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, that is the honey, don't wait up game. That's what that is. You got that right. You got that right. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Honey, that's okay. Cut the light off. I'll you know, it's gonna be a while. I'll be up in a little bit. That's what that game is. <laughs> um give me an NFL game of interest to you, Gary. I am going to roll this week. Now I know the Bills didn't hit for us last week. The Cowboys did the week before that. Uh, which what a strange Bills and Titans game on Monday night football. Just did. that Derrick Henry defies odds. I I don't understand how he does it. But Either way, we'll go with another Bama boy this week, and I'm going to roll with Tua. The Dolphins plus two and a half at home against the Falcons. Any team that is an underdog to the Falcons, I will absolutely take the team with the head start. My line on this was actually Dolphins minus one and a half. Uh, this is this is the get right spot uh, again. I've, I've mentioned that before, but this is one of those games where you are playing a team that is not that great in the Falcons. You've got them at home. And you need a win in the worst way. Uh, Dolphins only have one win on the season. You just went and got beat by the Jags in London. But you finally have your quarterback back. And that's the biggest part of this, right? They opened up the season 1-0 and one at the pass. And it looked pretty good. And then you lose Tua. And you lose him for an extended amount of time. But I think that the Dolphins have playmakers. They have some guys. They've got a defense that can compete with the Falcons. I think that they're going to win this game outright at home. Uh, the line has been sitting at two and a half, and it has not moved. And I think there's a reason for that because there is money coming in on the Falcons. I I will 100% roll with the Dolphins here. I think they are the better overall football team, and, and the advanced metrics would say that as well. Uh, even without the wins, the Dolphins are not awful. I'll take them to win outright at home against the Falcons. Gary, if I go to winningcureseverything.com, what would I find on that site? You would find everything you need to find out about us. Our contest is up there to win uh, some gift cards and whatnot from our sponsors. So you can find that. You can find all the different shows that we host. My co-host hosts uh, a show for Sportsbook Review. I host a college football show for BetUS. And, of course, we have our shows that come out. Sundays are the college football reaction shows, which are the best hour and a half of the entire week. No FCC restrictions, no nothing. We can say whatever we feel like the morning after all these games are done. Uh, and we have a lot of fun with that one. But our podcast, our YouTube page, and where you can find us on Twitter and everywhere else, we have a lot of fun over there. So go and check out winningcureseverything.com. I was watching last Sunday. It's much better than the NFL pregame shows on TV. So thank you for <laughs> providing that platform, Con, sir. And again, winningcureseverything.com. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary 
D W E C. Gary WCE. Winning cures everything. That's right. Very easy to do. That's right. That's why you go to the website, right? You go to the website. WCE. I can't read my own writing. Gary, as always, we we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Anytime, anytime. You know we appreciate you. Uh, you giving me a little bit of a uh, platform here to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Very small platform, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Hey, I, I just enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>